We are very excited about today's call, but before we begin, we have Jesse Ledoux, our queen of coaching with our product special of the week. Jesse, tell us about the new product that uh, you got for us. All right, ladies, this is the product that you need to have in your arsenal. So Steven, this is definitely not a product that I imagine you've used before. It's the Bosom Couture Boob Glue. So you've heard of butt glue. Now this is a whole different ballgame. This is boob glue. No, I, I have not used, um, I haven't used boob glue before. So, okay, t- tell me <laughs> why you use boob glue, how to use boob glue. Give me the deets. Okay, so uh, the girls will know what I'm talking about. Um, so there's, a, there's an age-old practice that pageant girls and I think women in general like to employ. It's called the scoop. And when you're wearing a bra, it's typically like, okay, you put your bra on. Sorry for this visual, Steven. You scoop your breast upward and then you let it sit instead of like being tucked into your bra. So you want them to be like loud and proud. That's the point of this. So are you scooping them towards like the upper portion of your bra? Yeah. So like if you like as the day goes on, like your gravity takes over and your boobs like settle into your bra. So if you want to like boost your cleavage, you do a quick scoop. So that kind of like puts some air underneath that makes them supported, makes them a little bit more prominent. Um, So what the boob glue does. It's like fluffing your pillow. Exactly. (laughs) For sure. So the boob glue is the scoop in a bottle, in my opinion. So like you have that like plunging gown, right? And you, you like looks amazing. You've been working out like crazy and you just can't get, you can't get the right cups in place that don't add a ton of bulk on the sides. That also pushes your breasts together the way you want them to look on stage. This could also be for strapless or uh, plunging or anything with a keyhole that you might not be able to find the right bra or additives like we sticky bras or cutlets or whatever. So the boob glue, what its job is, you can do that scoop where you hold your breasts where you want your breasts to be to give like the, the optimum cleavage shape, positioning, whatever that may be. And you can use this to put onto your breast and then you stick your apparel to it. So that way, if you want to make sure that it's not like seeping in or coming in too far, your garment's not coming in too far or covering too much of your breast, this keeps it in place. Um, and it's gravity defying. That's like its claim to fame. So your breast should not settle. So we call it scoop. I call it scoop in a bottle. <laughs> okay. Now, how is this different from, um, I mean, we have butt glue. On yeah. our, in our store. So yep. um, how does boob glue like better for that region than say butt glue? Yeah. So there's two major differences between boob glue and butt glue. Oh my gosh, this is like the funniest <laughs> item of the week ever. Is it, um, is so it uncomfortable in here or is it just me? Okay. It's just ahead. you. I mean, I'm, this is like my normal conversation everyday life. What do you mean? So, okay. The difference is between boob glue and butt glue. Butt glue, the first thing, it stays tacky for a little bit longer. That way you roll it on and you have the ability to kind of move your swimsuit around because you want to give that really smooth, um, booty impression. So it gets, goes on a little bit um, tackier so you have more time to maneuver it. That's the first thing. And two, Bucklew is just designed to keep your swimsuit in place. It's not designed to lift and shape and hold um, your booty. It's just a matter of keeping your swimsuit to your butt where it needs to be. Uh, Whereas the boob glue, the major difference, it dries a little bit quicker. Um, That way you don't have to stand there for 15 minutes holding your breasts where they need to be. And then the second thing is like we talked about already, it is gravity defying. So it's a little bit, I wouldn't say it's a harsher adhesive, but it is stronger because it's got to keep your breasts in place. Awesome. Okay. Well, where can they find said butt glue or boob glue? Sorry. And, um, how much is it and all that fun stuff? 
So you can find it by visiting shop.thepageantplanet.com or pageantplanet.com backslash podcast, as always. It's $36.95, free shipping and free returns. So all the pageant girls that are getting ready to go to a Miss USA state pageant or competing in Miss America local season or NAM, well, I guess not necessarily NAM nationals, really wouldn't be appropriate for um, that pageant. But regardless, um, if you're competing, have like one or two friends that you know you're going to be competing with and split that cost. And I think that is like the best case scenario because like I love mine, but I like, I don't use very much of it. And so if you are like, it's pretty hefty price tag. You can say split it with your pageant sisters and then you can flip a coin to see who gets to keep it in the long term. Awesome. Thanks, Jesse. Welcome to the pageant planet podcast where we help you succeed in pageantry. Now here's your host, Stephen Roddy. Hey everyone, welcome to the call today, Jesse Ledoux, our queen of coaching, and myself and a special guest. We're going to discuss how to show personality on stage, and that special guest is Kendra Hale, our USA National Miss 2017. So, um, Jesse, before we bring Kendra on, set the stage for us, give us some context around the subject. Of course. We focus so much on our podcast about the interview room and the strategy behind making a memory with judges. And today, we thought it would be the perfect opportunity to bring on Kendra to talk about the flip side of that. Because most pageants, uh, many and most pageants, actually have more emphasis on scoring for those onstage portions of competition. Uh, for example, just to make things clear, uh, Miss USA uh, does three, three, and three. So you have your evening gown, your swimsuit, and then you have your interview be a as well. I know Miss International is very similar. Um, so we want to make sure that you're not only eking out as many points as possible behind the scenes and in private interview, but you're able to connect with the judges, whether it's runway, fun fashion, casual wear, evening gown, swimsuit, etc. We want to make sure that those judges fall in love with you, um, whether it's behind the scenes or on the stage. And since most pageants don't have ranking systems, it's so important to just be as efficient as possible and get those points. So with that said, um, welcome, Kendra. Thank you for having me. No, so I want to hear all about like what drew you to pageants and a little bit about your pageant history. Yes, so I actually was a dancer. I've been a dancer all of my life. And so being on stage performing was such a big part of myself growing up. And I knew about a couple of local pageants, a couple of local girls that I danced with that had also done pageants. And I saw that as an opportunity to share my passion of dance. And that was my original goal going into pageants, was using that as my talent. And so I entered a couple of pageants in the very beginning, a very long time ago, back when I was pretty much a lot younger than I am now. And then I, I started to realize what pageants were really about, that there was so much more than just the talent aspect of pageants. And I realized what you can walk away with from pageants. Some of the incredible sisterhoods that I have had the opportunity to form over the years, some of the platforms and community service projects that I've had the chance to work with, and really just the opportunities that you have within pageants. My life would not be anywhere that it is right now if it weren't for pageants. And I think that's what has kept me going all of these years in pageants is just the incredible experience that you get. So, Kendra, kind of give us some context since you've been competing for a few years. What are some of the other systems that you've done that, I mean, since you're wanting to feature your talent, what are some of those other systems? 
So I actually, when I first started, just did a lot of local stuff, and that was really my focus for a lot of years. I had never originally considered myself as someone who wanted to get really into it, compete in a lot of the bigger systems. So for a long time, for about four or five years, I just really focused on using small pageants. There are some pageant systems that are popular in Virginia, which is where I'm from, that I had gotten involved with. And then I had an opportunity, and I met somebody named Ken Kinney, who introduced me to the Princess America pageant system, and they have their nationals in Orlando, Florida every year. And so I had the opportunity to go and compete for them. I competed as their District of Columbia teen, and then loved my experience, went back, competed as the District of Columbia Miss the following year, and I had the opportunity to be top 10 both of those years, which was an incredible experience, and I really loved competing on a national stage and meeting girls from across the country and meeting some of the incredible judges that these systems bring in. And it, it was really funny how I stumbled upon USA National Miss. It was actually just happened to see a post on Facebook that they were running a photo contest, so I entered it, and I happened to get an entry to be able to compete, and I absolutely fell in love with the system. I had the chance to compete last summer with them. And I was one of their top 15 semifinalists. And then I absolutely adored it. I adore our national director, Miss Jackie. So I wanted to come back and compete again and definitely really focus this year on trying to win the national title. So I came back for the second time to USA National Miss and I walked away with the national crown. So I can't be more grateful for how my life has been so far. Goal accomplished. When I <laughs> absolutely. was... Um, so Ken, Kenny, speaking of uh, Princess America, he was one of the first directors that really took me in. Um, and his pageant, um, what was it, two years ago now? Uh, I hope Renata isn't listening. I think it's like two years ago in July. But that's where I proposed to Renata. Um, it was, yes. Yeah, it was at his pageant. Were you there? At that? I told you that funny story. You were, because I was going to bring <laughs> that up. So you yes. were the one. All right, do you want to share the story? Oh, yes. Yeah, so like any crazy pageant girl. I was absolutely obsessed with the pageant planet. I followed and still follow everything you guys post and everything you guys do. So of course I knew <laughs> I knew you and I was actually at the venue. I was eating breakfast with when I was the teen. I was eating breakfast with my miss that year and we were just sitting down having a leisurely breakfast. I'm pretty sure we had rehearsals or something that day and you happened to walk by and of course we're like totally pointing you out and trying to like sneak photos and I can't believe I'm telling this to you but I've already told you so it's okay <laughs> we no were trying to sneak photos oh gosh it was it was bad but it was totally like a fangirl moment and so we were laughing and we were like oh hey like they're so cute I wonder what they're gonna do today and you happen to post your proposal picture on Facebook later that day in Disney World and I was like we were the last people to see them as single people and to this day I love it. to this day I hold that claim to fame you you nailed it and I was I a couple of claims <laughs> but that is an important one that's awesome uh you well so I for, actually forgot to tell Renata that story until just now when we were remembering I was like oh you know what I never told her that story so when she gets home tonight I'm gonna I'll be sure to recount it, but I thought that that was really cute, and I was I was very flattered. It, honestly, Jesse, um, I know you and I we've both had these kinds of types of moments in just different ways, but um, like it, it to me, it's always it, it's hard for me to grasp or make sense that somebody could like fangirl over me. <laughs> it's hard for me to wrap my mind around, really. 
Um, especially, I mean, I work out of my pajama pants most days. It's not, <laughs> the, the twos don't, don't necessarily equate. And Jesse, I remember you had that similar experience when like the Miss Universe organization, they're like, oh yeah, I know you, you write all the hit or miss mm-hmm. like for a pageant planet. It's like, oh yeah, we've read your stuff. So, um, what was that like for you, Jesse? Oh, it's, it's just surreal because you, we think that this pageant industry is like this little niche, but it's actually, I mean, we have what, 450,000 followers, Stephen, across our platforms. Yeah. It's so like when that. you really like take a step back and think about how much of a difference we're making in the industry, it's like unbelievable. And, and Kendra, with you, USA National Miss has really built a really strong following. So I'm sure that's happened to you as well. I can remember when I was Miss International and I, I sat down to judge a state pageant. And one of the girls sat down and it was, she was like, oh my gosh, Jesse!" And I was like, it's just me. Like, hey, like, hello. So it's, it's a weird experience because we're just like doing what we love and it's really exciting. And I'm sure it's the same for you, Kendra. Um, but it's always a nice little confidence booster when it happens. <laughs> Kendra, do you re- oh, absolutely. Kendra, do you remember the first time somebody like fangirled over you and what that was like for you? Oh gosh, this whole experience has been... An entire fangirl moment after another for you. Yeah, definitely been me fangirling more because I grew up, I grew up in a small town, and that's been kind of my whole life. Just the a few weeks after we were crowned, Miss Jackie took us to Atlanta for the Atlanta Paramart, which is actually the first time I saw you after I won my title, and I just remember like sitting in her front seat of her car just like staring out the window with my mouth like wide open because I was in the middle of this big city and it hadn't hit me yet that this was my life and this is what life was going to be like for the next year and so I think it's I think it's been me fangirling more (laughs) about my opportunities now but definitely going to some of the state pageants and seeing some of the girls and having girls recognize who you are and wanting your autograph cards and wanting you to take pictures with them it's been incredible and I still do not believe that this is happening and I don't think I'll ever believe that this actually happened it's it's, it's been crazy <laughs> it's great okay so um back to the, the context of our interview um <laughs> random bunny trails there so for first time national contestants because in certain organizations like USA National Miss girls can in essence kind of leapfrog the state or the local right and go right into national um, so where, what area do you feel like they should focus on that they often just totally forget about? So I actually, when I was thinking about this, thought about a couple of areas that they often forget. And I think going off of our, kind of our theme for this week, I think one of those is personality and that carries through from personality in the interview room all the way through personality in your evening gown and all of your onstage events and just keeping that message consistent and showing your truly unique personality. I think a lot of people get so focused on perfecting their walk and perfecting their talk and perfecting all of these finer elements that they forget one of the big beauties of pageants, which is just being yourself and having the opportunity to showcase that personality that you have. I talked a lot about my personality in the interview room and just showing the judges who I am, what my goals and what my dreams and aspirations were and how to be authentic. And I really, really hope that contestants remember to carry that personality with you on stage because sometimes once you get up on a big stage, you forget that it's still an opportunity to showcase you and showcase your platform and your confidence. And so I hope and pray for first-time national contestants that they 
remember that. So when they walk away from this experience, they walk away knowing I showed them myself. I showed the judges who I was, who I wanted them to see. And I showed them this beautiful side of me. And I just really hope that everybody remembers that because when I sit down to judge pageants and I hope in the future when I sit down to judge pageants, I can remember girls based off of some of those things, based off of who they were and just their beautiful, you know, sides that sometimes we don't always get to see. Yeah, I think that's so true, too, because I can remember in the earliest times of my pageantry career, like being walking in the interview room, sometimes so desperate that I was just trying to tell them what I think they wanted to hear. And I talk about that all the time on our podcast with our clients. And it's really when you as a contestant find that sweet spot of here's who I am and here's what I have to offer. And with the mentality of like, yeah, you, you'd you be lucky to have me as your title holder and not go into it with a cocky mentality, but more like, yes, I have everything that you could possibly ask for in your national title holder. So being able to flip the switch. So I love that you just mentioned like show that true side of yourself and that's what makes you most successful. Yeah. And that's what I love about old people so much like it's almost you know time older people older <laughs> i guess you know to some to kendra i'm probably an old person but Me too. um it just time has evolved them so much that they are just who they are have you ever heard the saying like once a man twice a child and they just <laughs> go back to that childlike stage where they just like they don't give a rip and it's so endearing when you see someone say like, yep they're just doing their thing and it does have that uh, attraction factor to it when you see somebody who just knows who they are and they're just living their life. And if they're like, if you want to be a part of my life, that's awesome. But if not, I'm fine with that. And it is, it's like, it's a mag, just a magnet. Um, okay. So Kendra won the next one. How can someone best prepare before the pageant for these like phases of competition? So one of my biggest things before interview, and this comes back to just being authentic and showing your true self, I always take the time to journal before interview, spend a lot of the months in preparation, just journaling, writing down my goals and my dreams, and writing down why I want the crown and also what I want to do with the crown, because I want to walk in there and show the judges that I have a clear defined plan of why I want to be your national title holder, and I want to show you these aspects of my personality that I hold near and dear to my heart and I want to show you what I have to offer and that carries on even to your on-stage competitions. Knowing yourself and I think everybody assumes, oh I know myself, I know what I want, I know why I want it. But until you take the time to sit down and reflect upon that, you don't always know. And so sometimes I think girls end up in that position where they're trying to be someone else or like you said, say what the judges, what they think the judges want to see. And so I take the time to just reflect. And oftentimes we're so down the path of only working on our walks and only if it has swimsuit working on our swimsuit bodies and we forget just to reflect on who we are and what we all, and what we want. And so that's a big part of my pageant preparation for sure. And what about for those, like you mentioned, like making sure your fitness is ready for um, on stage or practicing your evening on walks. What about like the other things you do to prepare for on stage competition? Oh, geez. There's a lot that goes into that for sure. And like, like I said, going off the theme of this week, personality being a big thing, it's finding how you can best portray yourself with your personality. You're not trying to perfect some other person's walk. You're not trying to 
completely copy the walk of Miss Universe and put that on stage and hope that wins. You're trying to find what is your best walk? What is your best self? And I think a lot of that comes from reflecting and truly figuring out who you are and what you want to be able to portray and show people. And it's showing people how you prepared to be this title holder, to walk on that stage with all the confidence in the world. Because if you don't have the confidence in who you are and why you're doing what you're doing, then it's going to show. And that definitely negatively affects people. And so it's really taking the time to get in the right mindset. I talked to Nia Sanchez just a couple of weeks ago at New York Fashion Week, and she said one of the biggest things that she did was listen to podcasts, listen to motivational speakers, just so she could get in the right mindset before she went on stage for competition. And so it's just getting there and getting in that place and having that mindset and that dream and that goal and working towards it. Yeah, that's great advice. That mental conditioning is integral to your pageant prep. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So when you are in the interview room, I always tell our VIP girls, or we always talk about in our podcast, interview is about making that impression. And so you've made the impression in interview, and you want it to carry over to on stage because they have to remember you, right? They have to create that kind of memorability, um, and you, they want you want them to gravitate to you when you're on stage. So what's the most important thing to remember when you're trying to make an impression? Like I said earlier, I really, truly believe that when you walk into that interview room, you need to have a plan and you need to be able to articulate that plan. So when you get on stage, whether it's that evening, the following night, however they have their competition set up, they see you on stage and they remember you as that girl knows why she wants this crown and knows what she wants to do with this crown. And that shows that not only have you taken the time to prepare for the aspects of competition, but also to prepare for what comes after the competition that you truly are ready from the second they put that crown on your head to hit the ground running with all these ideas and things that you've already planned out. When I went into competition, I already had appearances that I wanted to do if I won the national title. And so I was able to show the judges that I I had goals and that I was definitely, definitely going to try to achieve those goals this year. And I think that really showed them. And I talked with some of the judges afterwards and they said that because I had such a clearly defined goal and I really had a plan of how I was going to get there and why I wanted to do this and what my dreams and passions were, that they were able to remember that. And they were also able to see that confidence and see that preparation come out on stage, which gave me the really well-rounded package that I think helped me win this title. That's great. Um, okay, so let's talk about evening gowns specifically. You know, everybody thinks that evening gown is timeless and classic, and the only thing you need to do is really work on your walk and um, like buy a nice gown that suits your body. But how in the world do you go maybe a step beyond that and show your personality on stage? Is it all about the design of the dress, or is it how you walk and pose, etc.? I think it definitely depends on the person. While I think your dress and your wardrobe can have a part in that, and you can use that as a way to show your personality, your wardrobe doesn't define you. So you have to figure out other ways as well to show your personality. And I think a lot of that comes through your walk. It comes through your poses. A lot of people, like I said earlier, they try to emulate some other person they've seen win pageants. And that's not how to do it. You really need to learn what you want yourself. I knew when I went on stage for evening gown that I really wanted to show the judges a sophisticated and confident part of my personality. And so I took the time to envision 
what I thought a sophisticated and confident woman coming down the runway looked like, what their poses looked like. It's not any of the traditional, you know, poses that you see or walks that you see. I envisioned what I thought that looked like and I went out there and that's what I did. And I still to this day, when I see the videos of my evening gown walk, I think, wow, I portrayed what I wanted to show. And I think even I went into pageants with the ideas that the best way to win was to do what the previous national title holder did or to do what Miss USA or Miss America did because obviously they won. And that's the wrong mindset to have. I really, truly believe that being authentic in your personality and showing whatever your personality is, whatever it may be, getting on that stage and being able to show that through your walk is an integral part of winning. So a lot of people will say, like, when you're on stage, you have to picture the audience naked or picture them all in costumes to like put them at ease if you get nervous. What is, what do you think about when you're on stage? You tell yourself a joke before you go on stage. Like what is going through your mind the moments before and when you're on stage? This is actually really funny because I actually have to think the opposite of what people say because I have a very expressive face <laughs> and I often forget about that fact. And so if someone tells me, oh, think that the audience is naked, I will literally go on stage cracking up because I <laughs> I just can't contain it. So I often have to go on stage. And when I'm on stage, I have to remember that I need to tone it down a little bit. Sometimes if you go back through some of the pictures from USA National Miss Nationals and look during all the crowning photos, even through the crownings of the younger divisions, I am in the background. I am screaming and crying and hyperventilating probably, but all of the pictures look like I'm in dire pain and I wasn't, I was just so, so happy. I mean, from the time they crowned the junior team all the way up, my face stays the same. I don't know how I managed to look and scream that long, but that's, you, you really have to see the photos. So I actually have to remember to stay a little more calm and collected because I get so happy and so energetic, even in even just when I'm competing, whether it's evening gown or runway, that I, if I did not take the time to breathe and relax, would be running down the runway, screaming and having so much fun. So sometimes I just have to remember to tone it down and rein it in just a little bit. And then it all comes out during crowning. That's why I was crying and on the ground and up and down and... Yeah, you know that is a good point, though. I mean, Jesse, you talk. Um, we've talked about this in the past, where it's you got to balance it out. So if you're somebody that is over emotional, you need to tone it down, whether mm -hmm. it's in your wardrobe or your actions. And if you're somebody that's has an accountant that's more like a, <laughs> or I'm sorry, a personality that's more like an accountant, where you're more reserved, then you need to find things to spice it up so you don't put people <laughs> to sleep. Um, so yeah, that, that's awesome that you recognize that and clearly it translated because you walked away with the national title. So kudos to you. <laughs> Thank you. What's the, um, what's the hardest part about connecting with the judges when you're on the stage? Oh, the hardest part for me is not knowing what they are thinking. And a lot of judges have a very good poker face. So you have no idea what they're thinking. Some smile at you but most of them kind of just have this poker face. And 
So you have no idea if they're looking at you and thinking, wow, that could be my next title holder, or they're looking at you and wondering why in the world you chose that gown or why in the world you did something. And so I always find that, especially being an expressive person, I always find that really hard because when I'm expressive or when I'm showing something I want somebody else who's on the end of that receiving that, so being the judges, I want them to also show some expression. And they can't, of course, because they're judging. But it's really hard for me because... I want to know if I'm connecting with them. I want to know what they're thinking. I don't want to have to wait for results. But that really comes from a lot of, like we talked about earlier, being in the mental mindset of just going up there and being confident and being happy with what you do and knowing that you did your best regardless of the outcome, regardless of if you win, if you make top 15, regardless of any of that, as long as you come off that stage and you know that you did your best and that you were confident in that, I think that goes over anything that you might have concerns about on stage. Jesse, are you a stoic judge or an expressive <laughs> judge? I Well, I'm probably in the middle. I always go into judging and I want to be the mean judge because like it's just so <laughs> anti my personality. So like I want to think that I have a judge alter ego, but I don't. <laughs> I smile. I want everyone to feel excited. So um, I know what it's like to be up there. And I think to, to build up what Kendra said, the one, if I can give a solid piece of advice, it's the one thing you have to make sure that you do is eye contact with each individual yes. judge. That is so vital to your success. Um, and then making sure you're going from each person to each person, having that individual moment. Maybe they'll smile back at you, maybe they won't. But at the very least, at least you've created that moment. Because like Kendra said, some judges will love you, but they won't show it. So you have to just embrace it and like, project your smile, your energy onto each judge individually so you, they feel like they're the only person in the room. That's great. And it, it is hard to keep your confidence up when you're talking <laughs> to someone or trying to entertain someone and they're just not cracking a smile Dead at all. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> it builds up that self-esteem. Okay, Jesse, do you have the next question? Of course. So wardrobe is, I think, one of... It has to be like the favorite thing that every pageant girl gets to do is picking their wardrobe. Would you agree, Kendra? Oh, absolutely. So when you are picking your wardrobe, because you've been to a couple of different national pageants, so it's probably a process you're very familiar with. Uh, but this year in particular, you said you really wanted to be your authentic self. So what, were the, what was the biggest factor in your decision as you picked wardrobe for this year? One of the biggest things that I thought about, and thankfully this actually fits right in with our theme, I really wanted to showcase my personality and also showcase that my style was unique, my style was different. So I actually for runway decided to wear, it was like a high-low dress, it had a huge train, but the train was covered in white feathers. Mm. So I had this huge white feather train coming down the runway that just flowed when the air caught it and I absolutely adored it but it was completely different than anything else that was on the runway and so I knew it could be a if you love it you love it if you don't you don't kind of thing and I knew that was potentially a risky decision but I knew that that's what made me happy and when I envisioned myself in that phase of competition that's what I envisioned myself wearing so that's what I went with and you also see that in my decision for my interview outfit I for the last several years, I've always gone with a jumpsuit. I always feel like a jumpsuit better represents my personality than an interview dress. So I wore this bright coral jumpsuit into the interview room, which actually worked out really well because we had early interviews. And I think I was able to help wake the judges up a little bit with my coral jumpsuit. <laughs> but 
I always really just want to be able to show myself and show my personality that it might be a little over the top, that it might be a little different and unique, but that's what makes me happy. So that's what I'm going to wear on the stage. USA National Miss had like one of the best fun fashion um, competition wardrobes that I saw all year across all age divisions. I was like, these girls, I mean, it seemed like wave after wave of girls came out with really unique pieces. You were definitely one of them. Um, so it was, I mean, it was really fun to watch. It, it really was like fun fashion. They put the fun in fun fashion. <laughs> there you uh, go. Have you ever, have you ever tripped or done anything like that when you're on stage? And if so, like, how'd you recover? Or? Well, yes. <laughs> okay, tell us. Was it a, like was it an all out like legs sprawled and everything, or was it just oh, like no, 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 you no. kind of just tripped over your your heel a little bit? Yes. Well, if anybody has seen the USA National Miss stage, you know that it has stairs on it, and so there's only three or four steps, and I. I knew I was clumsy going into this, and I knew that steps are probably not the best combination with my clumsiness, but I took a lot of time to practice going up and down and stairs and heels, so I thought I was really prepared, and I was all excited. I get through one runway fine. I come down the stairs. This was last year at Nationals, not this year, but I come down the stairs. Everything works out perfectly. When I come down the stairs in an evening gown, mind you, I was not wearing an evening gown that was tight-fitting. I was not wearing an evening gown that I could have even blamed the trip on the evening gown because there is no way that the evening gown would have caught me at all. It was definitely 100% my fault, but I came to the last step, and I went to take my last step, and I somehow managed to step on myself and on my evening gown, and so I stumbled down the last step. Thankfully, I caught myself, and it wasn't a big stumble all over the stage because that would have been that would have been pretty bad but I did kind of trip and stumble and I just I got up and I smiled and I just had to remember the fact that the judges are also people I'm sure the judges have tripped in their lifetime probably in embarrassing situations just as I was in at that moment and that a lot of them understand what it's like to be walking in heels and they know how hard and difficult that can be so I'm sure the judges they did. They just. They understand that what you're doing, and they've probably been there too before. So, I just smiled and kept going down the runway and had the time of my life. But to this day, I have yet to watch the video of my evening gown performance from last year because I absolutely do not want to see me tripping down the steps. I don't blame you, Jesse. Have you ever tripped? <laughs> I can't say that I have. I I remember being so panicked though. We had stairs at Miss International as well. And I did look down and I remember like losing sleep over the fact that like I just, I wasn't at the point where I felt confident enough to, to keep like the eyes up on the judges. And I said, I'm just going to look down for like a split second and I'm going to beam up with the most radiant smile ever. But <laughs> stairs can really mess with you um, on the pageant stage, your confidence, your preparedness. And I can like the other moment I remember, and I might be dating myself here. It wasn't that long ago, I guess. When, when we had back to back Miss USA's trip at Miss Universe and I got home late so this this was the year so it was rachel smith first and then it was crystal stewart and i remember getting home crystal's year and rewinding it because i got home like a little bit late and i saw it happen in reverse and i just thought there's, there's no way this happened twice there's no way it happened back to back and i think there's a lot of comparison between rachel and between crystal and i don't know kendra do you remember this at all i don't i actually so, remember it though <laughs> 
You do? Yeah, I do. Well, snap. Good for you, Stephen mm-hmm. Roddy. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, so when Rachel did it, she slipped. So they both had very beaded gowns. And I think their heel, the gown got caught underneath their heel and the bead slipped. So Rachel fell and she got up and she just like wiped her hair out of her face, smiled and like just gave it her all. And when Crystal did it, it was like, well, first of all, I mean, you're on an internet, you're truly on a global stage. This is Miss Universe. And she stood up and she clapped for herself a little bit and her head was down and you could tell she was disappointed. And I think that's the biggest difference. And and Rachel advanced on to the next round and I don't think Crystal did. Um, and that's the difference. I mean, if you do have to look down, if you're nervous or you do stumble or you do fall, just keep going with like that beaming smile because just just the body language of you putting your head down or like laughing and putting your head down which is a natural response when you're embarrassed um but it shows to the judges so keep your head up keep that smile on and just keep going yeah and for me i never really take i i never take off points for a girl like looking down walking down the steps because maybe this is just me and a guy, but I'm like, if I was wearing those things on those steps, <laughs> yeah, you take your time. You look at me when you get on a solid platform and, and that's just me. But, um, I, I, I remember on the USA national miss stage this year, the two younger girls, they went out there and <laughs> girls back to back, like the younger division freaked out, peed on stage. No. Yeah. And then yeah. they're just like, okay. And then they did their walk and they came up and cleaned it up or whatever. No, I can't. <laughs> two, two, not one, two girls peed. Come on. Yep. And then they, they just went out there and cleaned it up. And, <laughs> but everybody, of course, when you're you know that young, you know, 16, I'm kidding. They weren't that old, but, um, <laughs> when you're that, when you're that young, it's just like, well, what are you going to do? I mean, parents and everything sure. were just like well whatever but the girls were just like all right and then they just started walking <laughs> oh oh my gosh that is something else uh, okay so what's the number one thing um kendra to remember for contestants just to make the most um out of their score while on stage like if you had to also give one big thing to avoid what would that be too My one big thing for contestants to remember, and this is something we've repeated throughout this, but I think it's such a great takeaway, is to truly be authentic to yourself and to be organic. Don't try to be someone else. Just try to go up there and do your best walk with your best personality with as much confidence as you can have. If the judges can see that you are authentic and you're confident, then you're set already doing really well and that's that's the main point here I tell a lot of girls that even if I hadn't walked away with the national crown I still would have been a hundred percent happy with myself because I knew that I went on that stage and I did the best that I could and that I was happy and confident in what I did and also going along with that one thing to avoid I think a lot of girls think that coaching all the time is really good and for some girls it is but you can also reach a point where you become over rehearsed and you don't want to look over rehearsed you don't want to look like you have everything planned you truly want to look organic and like you were doing this on that stage and that was my goal going in was to just go on that stage and be me and let my personality shine I didn't need to have an exact plan of at this exact second I'm gonna raise my head and I'm going to do this pose and I went in with a general idea but I really felt and lived in that moment on stage and what I left on that stage I was truly truly happy with and I knew 
when I walked off that stage that the judges could see that happiness and could see that I really lived in the moment. And I think the videos from nationals, when I go back and I look at those videos, I can look back and say that I knew that I was living in the moment. And you can tell that I was just extremely happy to be there and to cherish the opportunity that I had. Kendra, let the people know who are listening, um, like maybe where they can go to learn more about you and about like the USA National Miss organization. Um, just give it like the most, the social media channels that you are most active on and, and the website for USA National Miss. Yes, absolutely. So my Facebook page is USA National Miss. The USA National Miss organization's page is actually called USA National Miss Scholarship Organization. So do not confuse the two. Mine is USA National Miss. Then there's USA National Miss Scholarship Organization, which is our overall Facebook page for the entire organization. I also am really active on Instagram. If you look up Instagram, and it's kind of in reverse this time, on Instagram, the USA National Miss page is our entire organization's page and my personal page is USA National Miss 2017. So those are the two social media outlets that I'm most active on. You can also follow our Snapchat, which is UNM Nationals. You'll see myself, you'll also see the other five queens taking over that Snapchat from time to time. But those are the things I am really prominent on. Maybe one of these days I will learn how to do Twitter, but I am just now seems crazy, but I am just now learning how to do Instagram. I actually had to get our national junior team to give me a tutorial after nationals about how to work Instagram because I had no idea. And I totally am embarrassing myself when I say that because I should know. And I grew up in the age of Instagram, so I don't know why I did not know how to work it, but I, I needed a lot of help. So that's another funny tidbit about me was that I absolutely did not know how to work Instagram until <laughs> until this year, and until I really had to start learning how to do that. You were too busy um, winning national titles. So yeah. congrats on didn't that. Didn't have time for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kendra, thank you so much for talking with Jesse and I. And until next time. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Want to ask your questions to the title holders and professionals we interview? Become a VIP girl today and get unlimited coaching from the pageant planet. Plus, ask as many questions as you'd like for only $47.